Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. We had five kids in seven years. People think we're crazy, and sometimes we think they might be right. But most of the time, we love it. We hope this is a place where you can learn to be a better parent, but without taking yourself too seriously. Whether you're a new parent or have a few years under your belt, we hope you can find something new to think about. Or laugh about. After all, this is Parenting in Real Life. Hello, welcome to episode 50 Yay! of Parenting in Real Life. I feel like we need some celebration music or something. I'll see what I can do. Yes. All right. To jump into our parenting real life moment. This one's hot off the presses. <laughs> we were both just upstairs getting the girls to bed. And our kids are only their entire day. And how they feel about that day is based on the last 30 seconds. <laughs> And so something rubbed Chloe wrong right before we were getting her going to bed. And so we asked her to say her prayers, and she was fighting it because you don't want to pray when you're grumpy. And finally, she's like, fine. Dear Heavenly Father, I'm grateful for... Today was a terrible, awful... (laughs) I can't even remember all the things. It was like terrible, horrible horrible day. (laughs) It was awesome. And then she ended the prayer. In the name of Jesus Christ, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) That counts. She said the prayer. And then Alan was like, it's okay to say that you had a bad day in your prayers. That's all right. (laughs) But I also laughed. And people don't like to be laughed at. Oh, yeah. Then she ran away because she was upset. I guess I'm just going away. (laughs) So... When she got home from school, the day had been good. She got a perfect on her spelling test, and she was happy. And then I think a lot of it went downhill after that because we had to go to Nathan's soccer practice. is and... only as happy as their last 10 seconds. <laughs> so true. So, yeah, it's episode 50, y'all. Yeah, it's a big milestone. It's it, been a ride. It's taken us three years, but we got 50 episodes. Don't judge us. You're not podcasting. <laughs> So to do something a little special today, I thought it'd be fun if you've been listening for a while or even last just few episodes, maybe you don't know us that well. So I just found a list of 100 get to know you questions. So we're going to have each of us answer just a few. We'll do random, like pick a number and then we'll read the question and answer. Okay. You're up first, Alan. 27. Oh, you knew your number right off the bat. That's my number. Do you like or... <laughs> I know this one really easy. Do you like or dislike surprises? Why or why not? Surprises are my favorite. <laughs> I love them so much. That is false. That's accurate. Alan hates surprises so bad. I truly, truly hate surprises. Why do you hate surprises so much? Because um, I, I think it goes back to when I was a kid. I had some anxiety. <laughs> and... So it just brings back like anxiety, wondering, not knowing what's happening. That does not, that is not a feeling I try to encourage in my life. <laughs> and so not knowing something or wondering about something or waiting for something or anticipating something, all negative. Yes. Whenever I buy, if I buy Alan a birthday present that I want to surprise him, she can't tell me I that. can't say 
that I have a surprise for him. I just can't even like mention it all. It just has to be there on his birthday. One time I told him I got him a surprise like two days before his birthday and he had to know what it was. So he opened it like two days early. (laughs) He's like, you have to tell me. Don't do surprises. (laughs) And I'm the opposite. I love surprises. Ugh. (laughs) Which is not good for someone who hates surprises. Just tell me what you want and I'll get it. And then we're all happy, right? Nope. Because what she wants is a surprise. Mm-hmm. And then the surprise has to be something good, too. So really, you want two presents. That's true. The surprise, surprise and, and the, present. the thing that is a surprise. <laughs> I've been double. <laughs> Sorry. You've been double dipping. <laughs> All right. Pick a number. 18. Interesting. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite game or sport to watch and play? I feel like those are different answers. They are. Because my favorite game, I guess all sport, my favorite sport to play is volleyball. But my favorite sport to watch is volleyball. Is not volleyball. Oh, interesting. It is really good though. That's a good that's a better like in life really like to be there sport. In person. In person. That's what it's that's what it is. <laughs> I like that one in life. In death. In real life. Boring. <laughs> I like the virtual reality ones. <laughs> mm. Um, my favorite to watch on television would probably be basketball, I'd say. Really? When's the last time you watched a basketball game on television? I was saying, I don't really watch sports anymore. No, she don't. And football's fine. I'm not, like, super excited about it. I don't know. Maybe it's a toss-up between football and basketball, but I don't know. I just don't really watch sports anymore. For me, it's really hard to watch televised sports. Yeah. We just got too much going on. That's true. It's better to be there. To have Go like, on a date night. To <laughs> be there. dedicate time to watching it. It's just too hard. Yeah. But I like almost any sport live. That's true. I would do. Like we've done um, soccer games, volleyball games, basketball games, football games. Probably one of each of those in our eight years, <laughs> ten years of marriage. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so we've one, been that to one six time. events. All different Even sports, baseball. I hate watching baseball on TV, but going to see a baseball game. Actually, pretty good. That's fine. Yep. All right. What number? Another one? Let's do three each. Is that going to be too long? Somebody has to edit this sucker. <laughs> We're good. That's all you get to know. Dude, let's do one Hope more. I can't do one more. Oh, my gosh. Okay, big one. one favorite number. Uh, 27 was your favorite number? Yeah, nine times three. It's everybody's favorite. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, Minus 12. Ugh. Stop. Um, no, there's a lot of cool multiples of that in school. Yeah, and most quarterbacks are 12, just so you know. Not. Yes, they are. No, most uh, quarterbacks are no. twelve. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. Who? Okay, look it up. Most of the BYU quarterbacks are twelves. No, they're not. They're sevens. And no, fives. it's twelve because I noticed. Okay. okay, pick a number. I did. Oh, you did. What was it? Didn't I? No, you did not. Uh, forty-four. What form of public trans- transportation do you prefer? Ugh. <laughs> None. Do a different one. That was dumb. Yeah. <clears throat> I had to take the bus in Madison a lot. It was the worst. I guess if I had to pick, I would pick a train. Front runner here. I like that. That's true. Let's bump down the next one. What's your favorite zoo animal? Mm. Mm. Probably like a meerkat. Oh, those are cool. I like those. What's my favorite zoo animal? Do you even have to guess? <laughs> what is it, Alan? <laughs> I don't know. 
What do I always want to see when we go to the zoo? Oh, an otter. Okay, thank you very much. I don't even think of those as zoo animals. They're at the zoo. There's fancy rats. And the aquariums. They're in all the places. It's because everybody loves otters. Yeah, they do. All right, I'm going to pick. I heard the otters eat their children. Don't say that. Which sounds awesome. (laughs) Sounds awesome. 82. Mm. I'm getting up there. It's a family one. Does your family have a motto? Spoken or unspoken? (laughs) Well, we have our... We talked about that. Yeah, we did a whole podcast on family mottos. If you were ruler of your own country, what would be the first law you would introduce? I don't know. That's not a good one either. Yeah, it is. Why? Just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not good. I don't have time to think like that. My brain doesn't function anymore. I have too many kids. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know. What would be yours? I don't have one. See, it's hard. What's your biggest pet peeve? If you could outlaw it. I don't know. I don't know. Things don't really bug me. No hurting your siblings. (laughs) Go to jail for life. Uh, How about... What was your first job? There you go. My first real job, so like not babysitting or tutoring. I tutored and I babysat. My first real job where I actually had to go somewhere. I worked at movie theater? a movie theater. Nailed it. You nailed it. It was a cheap theater. So like the tickets were $3. So not like a fancy theater. Um, so I did that. I did concessions. I cleaned the floor, like swept the floors. I did box tickets. I did everything. But it was fun. Just for... Jack of all trades. Jack of all trades. <laughs> Just for a summer. And then... I did sports, so I didn't usually work. I did tutoring. You were 14? No, I was 16. What was your first job? I was six. I worked in a cotton (laughs) gin. (laughs) You were six. Got the white lung. (laughs) That's why your voice is so husky now. (laughs) All that cotton. What was your real first job? Uh, I picked. I was a farming, right? Picked. Zucchini, mostly. We just planted zucchini in our garden today. And squash. It's going to be awesome. Maybe. Could just all die. Why'd you say that? Because that's how gardening (laughs) makes me feel. feel We did a garden and it it was great. I feel like somebody else was helping. Because it was just community gardens. They were taking care of all the hard stuff. Well, they just did the drip line. That was it. But the ground was good. All that was all that. Oh, okay. Now for a quick break. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to be a happier parent. So this was two things. We mm-hmm. we want to be happier parents because who doesn't want to be a happier parent, right? So um, Alan's aunt, um, Janet Perry, actually has a podcast. It's called Nonfiction for Life. Um, and she interviewed KJ Del Antonio, and she recently wrote a book called How to Be a Happier Parent. So in her book, she shares 10 mantras for happier parents and you can listen to her podcast and we put it in the show notes um, and they go over some of those things. And we just wanted to pull out our favorites and kind of talk about those for a minute. Mm -hmm. And maybe that'll help you be a happier parent. Um, So my favorite takeaway was 
to look at parenting as if you are a coach or a mentor. So you're guiding your children, right? You're not supposed to change them. You're not supposed to make them do things. You're supposed to help them along the way. And I think, I think people are starting to see that more. I keep hearing this more often where kids come a certain way and they have different personalities and different ideas and they're going to do things. And as parents, we're just supposed to help them figure out, you know, figure that out in their life and make it the best way possible rather than changing those parts of the personality you don't like, or you don't think are good or whatever. So I was just thinking about our kids. Um, I think that's one of the hardest things for me is just seeing my kids. They just do things that make me frustrated all the time. And I think a lot of it has to do with because they're making choices that I would not make or, as an adult, I know better, you know, obviously, because I've had life experience. Um, but I was, a, at least as far as I remember and what I've been told, I was a very different child than what my children are. And I, it's hard to see children make choices where they're purposely being disobedient and they're purposely choose, making wrong choices where I was a very obedient kid. And I always, I was a rule follower. I didn't want to displease my parents. I didn't want to get in trouble. And so I did... And I wanted to be good. Like it was a, it's an internal thing for me to just want to be good. And we have certain kids that don't want to be good. They're not all of our kids are like that. Just the first five. (laughs) Just the first five. How many kids do we have? Five. (laughs) And so it's just hard for me to see these kids make these choices that are so foreign to me. And then I don't, and I feel like I don't know how to help them because I didn't feel that way. And so I think that's one of the biggest frustrations for me as a parent is just helping find, I guess, just finding ways to help them. I guess I don't know how to be their mentor sometimes. Yeah. Two comments on that that I think she'd agree with is R, whatever. <laughs> Two R. <laughs> um, one is I think our kids are good kids. I think that me and Alexis, I think were and to some degree still are like ultra sensitive to other people's expectations. And so even as kids, I think we were very aware and able to behave the way we were supposed to. Mm -hmm. I don't think our kids are maliciously bad. I think if our kids aren't in our house and have clear expectations, they do pretty well. Yeah, like they do well in school. Their Our teachers kids are not the dentist, good. the menace. They're not the kid always in the principal's office. We don't. No. We have nothing. We have the opposite of that. They're getting all the, you know, the they're nice to their friends at school awards. So I don't think we have nasty kids. We just have kids that don't, aren't as ultra perceptive as us or as we are and were to expectations. And so it feels like they're being flagrantly disobedient, but I think it's just like, don't know, don't care. You know, Yeah. they don't, they don't care what we want, what we expect. It's not that they want to be bad. They're just not going to lose sleep if they don't do what we want them to. You know, I mm-hmm. think there's a difference. Yeah. That is number one. What's number two? It's the risk of saying that there's two things. <laughs> I have to remember what that second one was. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, that's it. That was it. So it was just one. It's not coming back. Yeah, I think that was. It's gonna be it. 
Um, I also like what she said about that is that you should be glad that the things that are happening are happening now while your kids are in, in your home rather than when they're adults and making these choices outside of your home where you no longer have that as great of influence over them. So now you can help guide them through things um, as they're happening and be there the whole time, you know, rather yeah. than just watching it from a distance, you know, yeah. that kind of mentality can help you remember to coach versus. Yeah. Get upset. Exactly. Right? She's like, Oh shoot. I'm so glad that they can't get along with her sibling now instead of can't get along with their coworker when they're 30 and can't hold on to a job because they have social issues. Yeah. So you can work through those things now and help prepare them and, and you have a long time to work on these things. <clears throat> Lexus mm-hmm. gets emotional. Because <laughs> I screwed the dairy in my throat. <laughs> we ate ice cream. So Alan, what was your favorite takeaway? So usually Alexis prepares nice notes for these things. I just put <laughs> Alan's favorite takeaway. <laughs> Alan's favorite takeaway. Well, you listen to the podcast. Cliffhanger. <laughs> um, I think that probably my favorite thing was her the way she started was to say nobody gets into parenting most people don't get into parenting because they think it's gonna be miserable we all do it and in our case continued to do it again and again and again because we like it we thought it would make us happier we thought it would be a better life you know it was something that we consciously said yeah let's do this let's have let's have kids and then you have kids and sometimes it's easy to forget and it just feels hard and exhausting and all of the things that it is. Um, and you forget that we wanted this. And she talks several times about how someday you're probably going to get a call and find out something about one of your kids that will make you long for the ordinary days. You know, these days full of siblings fighting with each other and not going to bed at night and you know all the things that especially right now in our stage of life are so hard we're gonna miss these days when the problems ratchet up and become more serious you know whether that's something that our kids do or something that happens to our kids or whatever it is it's gonna get the problems that they face are by default gonna get more real and we're going to wish that it was just, he's touching me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that was our biggest drama of the day. <clears throat> Which is really annoying, by the way, <laughs> the constant, he's touching me mm-hmm. in the car. Ugh. So some other things that she mentioned um, that make happier parents that I really liked are that they keep an adult perspective, um, which I think. As with little kids, that's easier because as an adult, when, you know, if someone loses a toy, you're like, okay, well, let's find it or whatever. It's a simple answer usually, or let's just get over this tantrum or whatever. So I think that gets harder as your kids get older. The next one was take time to notice the things going right. Mm-hmm. Alan's mom's quote, what are you, your water? Water which wants to grow. <laughs> but focusing on the positive. Mm-hmm. There's tons of research that says positive reinforcement's way stronger than negative reinforcement. I feel like there's a lot of parenting things now that are focused on the the positive, you know, the positive parenting solutions and mm-hmm. teaching more positively and love and logic and all that stuff. So, However, I think her point wasn't just 
as a parenting technique, take time to notice things going right. I think it was also just like kind of a, a gratitude type of thing. Like mm. there's a lot of things going right in our life right now. You know, we have five kids, we have five healthy kids. We have five kids that appear to be sound academically and socially. And a lot of, you know, we live in a house, we have a yard, we, you know, we've got so much going right right now, but it's really easy to just pay attention to all of the terrible, awful things. Cause we have those two. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is that happier parents keep their own interests alive. <clears throat> I really like that one. Cause I feel like that one is something that I personally really struggle with. Um, I was okay with it with one and two kids, but as we added, kept adding more kids, I just feel like my days are so full of kids that I've kind of don't have time to do the things that I'm interested in. So this has been especially something that I've been really struggling with and I'm trying to figure out how to find time to put it back into my life. It's so important for me. I think I checked that box by going to work, but for Alexis, we've talked a lot about <laughs> what, Sorry. what can we do to <laughs> Alexis's problem is not a lack of interests. I have too many interests. It's I too like many and not wanting to pick. All the interests. She doesn't want to pick one thing and be focused on that. Well, because I'm she not wants so to pick interested. All the things yeah. and be focused on all of them. Because I'm not so interested in one thing that I want to just be like an expert at that one thing. I just wanted to do all the things and be good at all the things, but not amazing at the one thing. Because I just get bored if I have if I focus too much on one thing, you know, then it becomes boring to me. So if I just kind of do all the things, <laughs> it's not boring. <laughs> but it's a big issue when you have a lot of kids, a lot of little kids, because I don't have time to do all the things. I have time to do like one thing, but I can't decide what one thing I want to do. And anyway, it's definitely a struggle that we have or that I have. And just Al- her. Alan gets to hear all the time. <laughs> I think it's great. She's very good at a lot of things. And then the fourth thing that she said was to take into account all the family, including themselves, when making decisions. Mm. And I feel like I feel like we pretty much do that. Mm-hmm. So, is there anything that we kind of talked about? What would make me a happier parent is finding that time to mm. work on my interests. Is there anything that would you feel like you would make would make you a happier parent that we haven't mentioned? I think the thing you talked about about changing your perspective and seeing it as opportunities to guide versus. Mm-hmm what the heck is the matter with my kids? That's really important for me. Yeah. I often have a, what's the matter with you? Why don't you ask your age or my age or whatever? <laughs> That's hard for me. Yeah, me too. We just like are so mm-hmm. desperate for sanity in our house that I, it's not, if I sat down with any of my kids and it was just me and them and they acted like their age, I think I'd be fine. But there's just so much chaos in our house. I'm like, oh, why can't you act 10 years older than you are? And so I overreact and take it out on them and impose unrealistic expectations and try and instill guilt to reinforce those expectations. Talking about this today, I was listening to a podcast today. Um, Another great one is Spiritually Minded Mom Podcast. I love that one. And they were talking about agency um, today. And I think it just kind of confirmed that whole thing is that our kids all are going to make choices. Um, and we can parent the best way that we can. 
but they're going to make choices no matter what our parenting is. And we just have to be okay with that and we can help them and guide them and just, and just kind of all went back to, you just got to love your kids. Right. And they're going to do things that you don't like or things that you don't feel are right, but you just got to love them anyway and hope for the best and know that there's a plan for them. And, um, maybe, yeah, maybe it's not what you wanted, but it's the right or it's where they're supposed to be at that time. So, yep. I think that, yep. That's all connected. Mm-hmm. Nice wrap up, Lex. Was that a wrap up? It was a wrap up. Yes. You just wrap that thing right up. Nailed it. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's all about. Just love your kids. Yeah. You need to relax a little bit. Your kids are going to be kids. Your job is to be their coach, but a very patient coach that has 18 years to get them to do very basic things. <laughs> um, and like pick up their shoes. <laughs> pick up their shoes and don't hit people. You got 18 years to figure that out. And it's going to take all 18, but that's your job. Coach them through it. You can do it. And that's it. Episode 50. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you found some helpful tips. You can follow us and should follow us on Instagram at PIRL Podcast or Lorkeet Sisters. You can tweet us. I'm at Alan T. Tanner. And I'm at Alexis Tanner 1. You can also find us on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash PIRL. And please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, give us a rating. We, I think, generally are found because people either search parenting or people tell other people about it. So if you know a parent that you think could benefit from laughing a little bit about parenting and maybe learning some things about parenting, share our podcast. That's where how I find all the podcasts I listen to is by people saying, oh, this is good. So, anyways. Podcasts are becoming more popular. I heard someone today just be like, oh, you should listen to this podcast, you know? So, when people are asking, hey, what's a good parenting podcast? Give a little plug in. Mm -hmm. That'd be great. Thanks. (laughs) We appreciate it. And as always, a special thanks to our five kids for being kids. Kids.